Hello and welcome to the first episode of Light on the Path. I'm Leah Ailey. And I am Francis Ailey. And together we're going to explore that intimate and challenging adventure that is the spiritual journey. Whether spirit feels like it's already the center of your life, or whether you're just beginning to follow that inner call, we're so glad you're here. Because we need each other on the spiritual path. So we're here to share our experiences and what we've learned to shine a light on your path and help you on your way. I'm assuming for all of you who are listening, that following the call of spirit is important to you. And it's definitely important to us. In fact, it's so important to us that we've spent decades and tens of thousands of hours following the path of spirit and self-transformation. Why is following the call of spirit so important to us? Why does it compel us? Francis, why is following the call of spirit, why has it been so important to you? Well, originally for me, following the call of spirit was not a choice. I was in a situation where I had to follow the call of spirit because my survival depended upon it. My childhood was a nightmare from beginning to end. It wasn't really a childhood at all. It was an absolute nightmare. And there were several very serious and very dangerous situations I encountered during my childhood. And so following the call of the Spirit was a matter of my own personal survival. And I would not have survived my childhood had I not followed my intuition and the call of the Spirit. It was the one part of my life that I could rely on completely and totally. And it worked. Then, after I left my family of origin, I spent 10 years engaged in self-healing and healing from the trauma of my childhood. Again, I used the call of the Spirit and my connection with my soul and my inner guidance to follow the path of self-healing. And that was the second development or second level of calling on Spirit having healed myself down to a very core, deep level, I was able to teach others how to heal themselves, how to recover from serious emotional trauma and abuse of every kind, sexual, emotional, mental, psychological. I used that connection with my soul and my spirit to help other people. And that's also when I trained to be a therapist. And the fourth level, which I've moved into since then, is to connect with transpersonal power and transpersonal will, both of which flow from the soul and the spirit, and to use those to transform the world. Those are the four different ways in which I have engaged with my soul and my spirit and higher consciousness. When I look back on my life, which has been long and challenging, I can see that my life falls into those four 
main categories, but what's common to all of them is the call of the Spirit. I have followed the call of the Spirit through all those four stages of my life. For me, I think my journey began when I was a child, feeling like there was something missing in my life. And I didn't know what it was, but there was a gap. And I didn't know what could fill it. I just knew that I should be experiencing something more, and I wasn't. I grew up as the child of two alcoholic parents, so I was very much thrown back on my own resources. It would have been fantastic for me if I'd had the connection that you had, Francis, as a child. I didn't. What I had was an emptiness. It wasn't until I left home that I started to discover what that longing in me was really for. I was longing for connection, connection with other people, connection with myself, and connection with my soul. And in a way, my entire life journey has been a passionate quest for that connection. That quest took me to Europe when I was 20, where I lived for 20 years. It took me to the discovery that spirituality and spiritual experience were not necessarily connected to religion, which was a revelation to me. It took me into a deep exploration of spiritual healing and meditation and the interface between spirituality and psychology. It took me into a deep healing process to repair the damage that was done to me during my childhood. It took me into a psychotherapy training in London, a psychotherapy that intimately married spiritual experiences within its psychology. And it led me to the discovery, or perhaps I could say the rediscovery from the far past, of my clairaudient abilities. It propelled me into my relationship with Francis here, who, which has been one of the most powerful training grounds and burning grounds and joys of my life. And it led me into my current work as a clinical and psycho-spiritual hypnotherapist, where I get to help others heal the past and connect with those profound higher aspects of consciousness within them to help them transform their lives. The bottom line for me is simply that I feel compelled to follow this path. Nothing else will really satisfy me. There was a point in my life when I could have had a very pleasant, happy life with someone who loved me in a rather idyllic situation in Tuscany, and I left because I knew there was more, and I was right. At the core of my being, following the call of spirit is what makes life truly worthwhile. I have, from a very early age, chosen to follow the call of my soul and to validate my connection with my soul and with other levels of reality, other dimensions, and other beings, some of which are more highly evolved than myself. My hope is that by sharing our stories and life experiences of 
our path that you will feel inspired and motivated to walk your path more consciously and by doing so find greater levels of peace happiness and joy in your life we all have a soul from one perspective we are that divine essence that is our true being there are many many paths we can take that take us towards that divine essence within we're not here to tell you which of those paths you should walk we're here to talk about how every path every path to spirit has things in common with every other path you can think of it like spokes on a wheel the ends of the spokes by the rim of the wheel may seem very far apart from one another but they all lead in to the center just like all paths lead to spirit but just like the spokes on a wheel are symmetrical each of those different spiritual paths also has a symmetry there are things in common with every path things that you need to know and that's what we're here to talk about to shine some light on your way so that whatever specific path you're walking you can understand it and walk it more effectively it's always a choice whether we say yes or no to that deep inner call and we'll be talking about that in upcoming episodes when you do say yes to it following that call of spirit takes you on a, an incredible journey and it truly is a heroic journey yet for most of us who are called and who follow that call nothing else will do we're going to be talking about what's involved in that journey what it really looks like and feels like when you're down there in the trenches and what you need to know to walk the path successfully one of the ways we're going to be exploring this is by looking at it through the lens of the hero's journey made popular by joseph campbell Now you might be wondering what the heck is the hero's journey and who was Joseph Campbell or you might be thinking ah yes the hero's journey but whether you're already familiar with it or whether you're hearing about this for the very first time you're going to learn how that archetypal hero story that's been told and retold in every culture throughout the ages is your story how the hero's journey is your journey if you're following a spiritual path when you follow that call of spirit you are the hero who's called to an adventure you are the hero who meets magical helpers along the way and who through facing trials and surmounting challenges is ultimately victorious who brings home the treasure you are the hero who returns transformed because of the journey and when we set off on that journey there is always higher help available to us in every moment along the way i was brought up in a roman catholic family very strict authoritarian very much following the rules and very hierarchical and none of that was negotiable One of my first profound transpersonal experiences was when I was 6 years years old. I was an altar boy 
I was in Farm Street Church in Mayfair in central London, and it was the High Mass, which I was always one of the altar boys for. And at some point, I noticed this bright glow from up near the ceiling, near the rafters. And I remember thinking, what is that? There's no spotlights up there. It's just dark. There's no lights or anything. And it was kind of distracting, and I sort of ignored it to begin with. But then it just got brighter and brighter. And I thought, what is that? And so I turned and looked. And when I looked, what I saw was this magnificent golden angel sitting in the rafters. And then I had this telepathic communication with it. And I said, who are you? And the angel said, I'm the angel of the church. And there was this long pause. And I said, why are you up in the rafters? Aren't you supposed to be down here on the altar? And the angel said, well, yes, and I used to be. And I said, well, why aren't you down on the altar here and make yourself visible to all these people? And this angel said, with some sadness in its voice, well, they've forgotten about me, and so I can't join them, but you can see me. And I said, so why, why are you showing yourself to me? And the angel said, well, it's part of your purpose in this life to reintroduce these people to the angelic realm. I didn't understand that at the time. That was too big for me, too much. I didn't know what to make of that, and it was sounded a bit scary. But I had this long conversation with this angelic being. In fact, I almost missed the next part of the Mass because I was so involved with this discussion, this uh, discussion with this angel. And for several Sundays afterwards, I saw that angel up in the rafters. He never spoke to me again, but I saw it. And I remember feeling like how sad these people have lost their connection. I remember during the conversation, it said at one point, yes, the angels used to be actually physically present and many people could see us. But those days are long gone and that connection has been lost. And I felt this desire to introduce these people back to that connection. I wanted to like jump up and down and point and say, hey, look, can you see the angel? I knew they couldn't and so I didn't, but that's what I wanted to do. And that was one of my first deeply profound transpersonal experiences. And what it taught me is that there are beings like that around us all the time. I've found it deeply inspiring and incredibly helpful at times to ask beings on the inner planes for advice, help, information, wisdom, insight, knowledge. And I've always been granted it in some form. And too many human beings are like that congregation. They have forgotten their connection with spirit and soul and the higher beings. And a lot of my work in this life has been to help them gently redirect them, point them in the direction of their own inner wisdom and help them to find, connect with, and discover that. And then trust it and act on it. So part of the purpose of this podcast is to point you in the direction of connecting with and accessing your inner wisdom, connecting with your source, connecting with your light, knowledge, insight, because it's there. But like those people in the church, you may not be aware of it. 
And whether you're aware of that deep channel of knowing within you, or whether you're searching for it and wishing you could experience it, we're here to help you to understand it, to get closer to it, and to make it a more integral part of your life. We have many more stories coming up for you. And in our next episode, we're taking a deep dive into the hero's journey of myth and fairy tale and how that archetypal journey is your journey as you follow the call of spirit and how it's intimately relevant to your journey and your life. Join us next time for more Light on the Path. Thank you.